Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. We're on an hour early today, Tony. How you feeling about that? And Tony Cornish are great because I'm tired of doing the show so late at night. I'm oh tired. man, late. Really? It up. Huh? Yeah. 530. A person Eastern? has to go to sleep. Late? You, know, you gotta go to sleep at some point. I mean, if it's God. keeping you from your sleep, what is the point of doing the show? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Washington and Michigan battle for the national title. The Bills top the Dolphins, and Draymond Green says that Adam Silver had to talk him out of retirement. But we begin today with the customary Black Monday firings in the NFL. As expected, Atlanta fired Arthur Smith after three straight 7-10 and 10 seasons, and Washington fired Ron Rivera after four seasons of 26-40-1 and one, and no playoffs the last three. Hanging over all of this, though, is the future of Bill Belichick in New England after yet another dismal loss yesterday at home to the Jets. Wilbon, your thoughts on what has happened and what hasn't? Well, Tony, it's always sort of a business-as-usual day, and you know coaches are going to be fired. You know people are going to be shifting around or maybe I mean, losing their jobs and may not be able to reclaim one anytime soon. So it's not a happy day. And in, in, in my case, Ron Rivera is somebody I know and like and respect. And I, you knew this was coming, Tony. None of this is a That's surprise. Right. Nobody nope. got canned nope. and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? These things have been rumored and reported and dealt with for days and days, if not weeks. The Bill Belichick thing is obviously enormous. That's enormous. Because now we're just waiting. We're playing the waiting game. And it's like this person's reporting and this radio station in Boston and this newspaper in New England. And we're going to go through that now for as long as this needs before it's resolved. And I don't, to me, yeah. I, you and I texted yesterday, I don't see Bill Belichick coaching anywhere else. I don't. Maybe he will. Maybe there's compensation. Maybe he thinks that 72 years old, which he'll be soon, it's fine. I don't see that. But that's the story. That's the enduring story. Yeah, you cannot make any case to retain Arthur Smith or Ron Rivera. They never had a winning season. They didn't develop a quarterback, and their top picks weren't any good. So the story is Bill Belichick what has happened to this point, and what hasn't happened yet. He hasn't left New England yet. He sounded actually rather accommodating to the notion that he wouldn't be the general manager anymore, that he would just be the coach. He sounded cooperative. And what that makes me think, Mike, is this, that if he leaves, it will be because he is fired and not because he is quitting voluntarily. Mike, I watched a lot of games, obviously all of them yesterday on, on Red Zone, You cannot overstate how terrible Carolina and New England are offensively. They don't even threaten to score touchdowns. I know New England was in the snow, but I'm talking about the whole year. They have the fewest amount of points in the entire league. They average a shade under 14 points a game on offense. With Carolina, Mike, you can say the owner's a buffoon and has made all the wrong calls. But in New England, you can't blame anybody but Belichick. These are his groceries, right? And he he says... He's going to work every day and does what he does, which speaks to your point about not quitting, going to have to be fired. No. He says, I'm going to work every day and do what I seems do to make way. these players better. It seems, yeah, it, that's, yeah, that was, a little standoff wouldn't be a bad thing. On the field, the Bills beat the Dolphins last night to take the number two seed in the AFC. Deontay Hardy's 96-yard punt return, you don't see that anymore, turned around the games for the Bills. And Miami's vaunted off and stalled out in the second half. Tony, the Bills have been all over the place, all regular season. 
Are you bullish on their playoff prospects? Okay, so they have won five games in a row. And among those five, I, I am pretty sure, are Dallas, Kansas City, and Miami. So you would think that people would say, oh, you don't want any part of the Bills in the playoffs. But Mike, I feel a little differently. I don't think they pass the eye test. I don't think they're particularly awesome. I like Josh Allen a lot. He's big, he's strong. When he runs, he's really good. But he throws an interception every game, it seems. The the other day, he had two interceptions. Last night, two interceptions. And what does it mean to beat Miami? Miami is a ridiculously overrated team. They're not healthy and they're not dependable against good teams. They were at home yesterday. They scored 14 points. So please spare me about how their defense is, com- their offense is completely unstoppable. Stop with this. Yeah, I going back to Buffalo, Tony. Look, this is who they are. I mean, this is not, you mentioned Josh Allen and, and their despair over the interceptions, but they won those two games you just mentioned with him throwing okay. interceptions. He's going That's to right. throw interceptions. Look. People now want to act like the NFL playoffs are a series of games. It's not a series of games. It's one damn game. So Buffalo can beat anybody left in the tournament in one game. They can. I know what are those chances? Are we talking about 51-49? We talking 55-45? Buffalo shouldn't be out of anything. I'm not going to be bullish on their chances, but I'm not going to sit here and have overreaction Monday, which is what we do with the NFL. Now, every network, every show goes crazy in some stupid direction about what's going to happen or not happen. Buffalo's good enough to beat anybody in the AFC. And by the way, who's great in the AFC with the possible exception of Baltimore? And the answer is well, nobody. They're all flawed. Okay. Uh, so, bu- give me 10 seconds. You know, Buffalo's Give me okay. 10 seconds on Jacksonville. On Jacksonville. Because they were the big domino yesterday. As a result of them losing to Tennessee, Houston moved up and won the division. And both Pittsburgh and Buffalo got into the playoffs, which may have accounted for the sort of lack of verve I felt in the Buffalo-Miami game. But Jacksonville was 8-3, and three, Mike. They are dogs now. They lost five of their last six. The only team they beat was Carolina. And I know how much you like Trevor Lawrence in college. He may not be what you thought. I mean, his last three passes were all overthrown. He missed yeah. a touchdown yesterday. I was they they collapsed. Yeah, but Mike. you know what else they he did? Collapsed. They won six out of seven at the end last year. They lost five out of collapsed. six. I, so what? Which one they is collapse now? Which one is it? I, I don't, don't know. know which one it is. I don't know. I don't know we either. move now to tonight's college championship game between undefeated Michigan and undefeated Washington. They couldn't have drawn this up any better. Well, man, you were a sports writer long ago. What would be the better story, Michigan winning after its season of controversy or Washington winning in the last season of the Pac-12? Usually, I hate this question because it depends entirely on your perspective and your biases. We all have them. So the better story I can make, I can go either way like a lawyer. I could. But in this case, I don't hate the question today because I think there's a clear-cut winner in the storytelling category. And that would be Washington, UW. Because their conference is going away, at least as we know it now. I'm convinced, I know you're not, that the Pac-12 is going to pop up again by that name with a bunch of schools any moment now, and there'll be a Pac-12, and we'll be saying, oh, their records are going to convey and blah, 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 blah. But for right now, they're going away, and the Pac-12 has been treated like some sort of like, eh, you know, like the sixth conference in a Power Five. So I think UW winning, and I'm sort of rooting for Michigan, Big Ten guy that I am, 
I think UW winning probably makes for the easier and perhaps the better story. This is so wonderful. This is why we should cover this game together. I could not disagree more. The University of Washington winning to me is a very lovely, sentimental story because the Pac-12 is going away, which is incredible to me. At one point, they had more basketball and football championships than any other conference. And now they're gone, and now they're defunct. And in fact, next year, I believe, Stanford plays a road game at Syracuse, which is insane. But I think the better story is Michigan for a very specific reason. Everybody knows Jim Harbaugh. They don't know the Washington coach. 50% of the people love Harbaugh. 50% of the people are sick of Harbaugh. Harbaugh missed six games this year, Mike. Either Michigan told him or the Big Ten told him, sit down, shut up, you're not in these games. The fact that Michigan hung in there and won those games is fascinating to me. I would rather hear Michigan's players talk about how they got here if they win than Washington's players be sentimental about a conference that's just going to disappear in five years. Nobody will know anything about it. Let's take a break. Coming up, is it clearer that the Eagles stink or that your Cowboys are a contender? My Cowboys, sure. Your and Cowboys. after the Packers beat the Bears, she'll be talking about Jordan Love or, wait for it, wait for it, Justin Fields. I'm rooting for Michigan. I know more people went to Michigan than Washington. I'm rooting for them. I think there's a number in the 20s. If it goes above, I think Washington wins. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Trying to find out what's kicking with the commoners in mail time. Let me get first mail time. if I could. You go to the glasses for this chicken scratch. What are you sure about? That the Eagles stink? Or that the Cowboys are contenders? That the Eagles stink. I mean, one thing made me sure of that, and that's just watching last night's game. I mean, watching, you know, yesterday afternoon, watching the Giants. I watched each one of those scores and watched them go to 24 nothing, and I just said, okay, I, I'm going to turn off this now. This is absurd. But, yes, that's it. I don't know about the Cowboys. We, 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 we right. judge the Cowboys on one thing. What are you going to do in January? Anything else about the Cowboys is a waste of time. Getting excited about the Cowboys, hating them, loving them, all that stuff that everybody does. 
including my dear friend Stephen A. Smith, our dear friend. I don't care about any of that. The Cowboys are to be judged starting next week. The Eagles stink now, right now. That I'm certain yeah. of. So I think the Cowboys are a contender. I do. But they have only beaten three teams in the playoffs. They beat the Eagles, who we agree stink. They beat the Lions, except the Lions really beat them. Yeah. With a two-point conversion that was disallowed on a technicality. And they beat the Rams. And at the end of that game, the Rams were three and five. So I don't want to make the Cowboys into a juggernaut. Yeah. I, like you, am more sure that the Eagles stink. They've lost, I think, five out of six. They beat the Giants once. And then, as you say, the Giants pounded them in the rematch. You know, Mike... I don't know how it happened, but they have completely fallen down. And they are so lucky to get Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs. They're so lucky. It's probably the only team they can beat. I think it's a great draw for them. Not only do they get a team. First of all, they need to be out of Philadelphia. They don't need to be playing that game at home. So playing in Tampa helps because they won't hear the boos from their friends and family. And then they can win that game and maybe get turned around a little bit. So I think yeah, they, feel it, they stink, but they're not dead. They not do. officially, not yet. Here's the next one. Which quarterback should we be talking about after the Packers beat the Bears? Jordan Love or your boy Justin Fields? Uh, Jordan Love. Uh, Justin Fields, there's no, there's no the, the conversation doesn't move forward. It stalls. It's like a storm system, you know, over Lake Michigan. It doesn't move. It's not going anywhere for a long time. But Jordan Love, who was discounted by people including – you, my hey, dear friend. Hey, I did. Okay? I did. Jordan Love does things that physically, and I know you agree with this because we talked about it yesterday on the phone. It looks like Favre and Rogers, like he went does. to Favre and Rogers school to learn how to move and turn his upper body and throw and finish and look. And it's like, oh, my God, this guy's copying them. By the way, what would be wrong with that, considering they're both going to be in, in the Hall of Fame when Rogers gets there? I, the answer is Jordan Love. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I was one of those people who discounted him early, and I was clearly wrong. In the last eight games, he has 18 touchdown passes and only one interception. About that? Can't get better. The Packers are 6-2 and two in those games, and he's got the second most touchdown passes in the league. So we should be talking about him, but it's more fun to talk about Justin Fields. Why? I don't have skin in the game like you do. Yeah. Because what do you do with him vis-a-vis the number one pick? Yeah. And again, this is your issue more than mine. I'm coming at it from a 1,000 miles away, and I think you trade him and you try and get a number one pick and, and you use the pick you have already on Caleb Williams because you don't, I don't know that you want to give Justin Fields a big second contract yet. Tony, that's I think you want to roll the dice on Caleb Williams. It's a perfectly reasonable position to take. As a matter of fact, probably 70% of the people are taking your position. And I, I know right. and love Caleb Williams and his family, and I'm still sort of holding out saying, I want this to work for Justin Fields. But I'm not going to be upset if the Bears wind up with 13 at quarterback, and that will be Caleb right. Williams' jersey number next year. I'm not going to be upset if that happens. One more. Should Matthew Stafford feel optimistic about facing the Lions in Detroit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course he should feel optimistic about facing them. He should be optimistic about whatever he's doing. You know, he's in the playoffs. And I know when you have this sort of swap and you have the irony of that, that, you know, I mean, there's going to be memories of people that people say, oh, I'm not going to think about it's a business trip. Eh, I'm not buying any of that. Of course, there are emotions and sentiments that come up and will come up all week. You're going to get texts from family and friends and former teammates and all that stuff. 
But yeah, optimistic, sure. Yeah, um, there are two games that have this sort of personal relationship that you care about. Stafford going back to Detroit and Mike McCarthy coaching against his old team, Green Bay. I sort of give Mike McCarthy a slightly better chance because I think Detroit is a better team than the Rams. But Stafford is still really good, and he can win that game. And, Mike, that sets up unbelievable heartbreak for Lions fans. I mean, it's one thing if you wait a million years to get in the playoffs and then you lose early. But when you lose to the guy that used to be your guy, when you lose to the guy that the moment you traded him away, he won the Super Bowl, that's really heartbreak if that happens, right? Yeah, Tone, and they know about heartbreak. I mean, having back-to-back seasons is the first time the Lions have ever done this. Back-to-back really good double-digit win seasons. They don't do that. But, Tony, the Lions are going to win this game. The Lions are going I to think win they are. this game. I think they're they better. Are. Let me just tell you yeah, something. Here's a home field people know nothing about. Ford Field in Detroit. That's a home field. That's right. Well, they've it's indoors, they've and I hate seen. that in the they've NFC Central. I hate it yeah. that they're indoors, please, but it's a great home field. That's enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Warriors lose Chris Paul, Ugh. and Draymond Green says he almost retired. And Tiger Woods is reportedly ending one of the iconic brand relationships of all time. So, Mike, you're saying that 70% of the people in Chicago want to trade fields? Not, in, not in Chicago, but talking about it around. I think Chicago's more like 60-40 keep fields. My, my assessment oh, okay. of that. But I think the whole, you know, people who discuss this and Can go they crazy. get a one for him? Can they get a one for him? I don't know. They should. I don't know, no? Tone. Atlanta needs a quarterback. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Feed la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 53rd birthday, Billy Joe Hobart. I hear you saying who? Hobart was the MVP of the Rose Bowl in 1992, which was between Washington and Michigan, just like tonight's game. After that game, Washington was voted national champion in the coaches' poll. Hobart, the Washington quarterback, was 18-34 for 192 yards and three touchdowns, one running. But he lost his eligibility deep into the next season when it was revealed he had received $50,000 in loans. That would not happen today because of NIL money. Eventually, Hobart was drafted by the Raiders in the third round in 1993. He was there four seasons as a backup, also played in Buffalo and New Orleans, he was 4-13 as an NFL starter. Power 5 quarterbacks today, they will be saying, I'm sorry, what's a loan? 
I'm not familiar with this loan thing. I'm familiar with somebody giving me money, and in Seattle, some fish market would give Billy Joe yeah. Hooper whatever he wanted. Here's two hundred thousand dollars. Keep the change. And it, it, I agree. Times have changed, haven't they? Happy anniversary, Tua Tungavailoa. Sticking with our theme of referencing the national championship game on this day six years ago as a true freshman, Tua led Alabama to the national title with a shocking overtime touchdown pass to fellow freshman Devontae Smith. Tua had replaced starter Jalen Hurts after a slow start and helped Bama outscore Georgia 20-7 in the second half to force overtime. After Georgia kicked a field goal, Tua took a bad sack on Alabama's first play of overtime. And then, on second and 26, Tua threw the pass that won the game. So watch Nick Saban go from disgusted to euphoric. Since Ohio State won the first college playoff game 10 years ago, only SEC or ACC teams have won this title, and that will change tonight. Tua and Hurts, Hurts and Tua. Just like in the NFL playoffs now. They're just going to go on forever together, it seems. And that's got to be Nick Saban's dream, right? To see them face each other in a Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be the ultimate, you know, sort of cheers to Nick Saban? Wow. Yeah, I think, because I don't think Mac Jones is going to get there. Happy trails, Chris Paul. The veteran guard in his first season in Golden State broke his left hand. He will have surgery. He will miss four to six weeks. In 19 NBA seasons, Paul has had five surgeries on his left hand and six on his right hand. In other Warriors news, Draymond Green's suspension is over after 12 games. He's expected to play after a week of ramping up. On his podcast, Green said he told Adam Silver he was going to retire. And he said Silver told him he would not let him retire. It's hard to look at this and not think Silver is doing everything he can to get the Warriors into the playoffs knowing that the Warriors and the Lakers are the two biggest TV draws he has. Both teams below 500 and battling for 10th place in the West. I have tremendous respect for Adam Silver, but this decision to me just seems off. It seems weak, bringing Draymond Green back that quickly. I, 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 I would need to hear more about that. Uh, but, Tony, yeah, I mean, I think the Warriors have an easier path, not easier, a more reasonable path out of this onto something perhaps than the Lakers. Because Draymond Green is going to come back, and I think Draymond Green is going to be really, really good. And you know I wish the best for my friend Chris Paul. I'm hoping he gets back and is healthy late in the season in the playoffs when it counts most. I understand all that. I agree with you. It's a weak decision, though. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. Tiger Woods is parting ways with Nike after 27 years. Does that make sense to you? Not really. I mean, we did the clubs have been gone for a while. There's no equipment. He's got the swoosh on the hat. I know it's not Jumpman on a logo like Michael, but, you know, Rafael Nadal pulled out of the Australian Open with a micro tear in his muscle. Disappointed? Yeah, but I'm not surprised. Nobody's surprised. Rafael Nadal puts his body through more than any tennis player ever. His body breaks down. Giannis said the Bucs had no pride on defense in a loss to the Rockets. Your thoughts? My first thought is to think of Adrian Griffin, the rookie head coach, who's Defense hasn't been as good as previous defenses on that team where they won a championship. The Dodgers signed outfielder Teoscar Hernandez. Is that significant? Well, I mean, he strikes out a lot, but he has a lot of power. The Dodgers are loaded. They're loaded. Last one, your boy Connor Bedard. He's on the IR with a broken jaw. Your reaction? It's a cheap shot that broke his jaw. And if he's going to be out seven days, and that's what we're hearing, He'll be back for the All-Star game, and he's our only All-Star. Want Bedard back for that. Seven days with a broken jaw. Tough, 
Ask me about hernia surgery. We're out of time. We'll try to do better the next time. And Ken and Anita Adams, thank you. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, just game day. PTI.